0: Hello hello, and welcome. I'm back. It's Mark and this is Trucking Answers, the podcast where you only have to get me through your ear hole. And believe me, the compliments I get because of that are great. They said, Mark, you look great on that podcast. I love it. Thank you for being here today. I uh, am here hosting the podcast with my co-host Gracie, who is orange and very tired from A morning of sleeping most of it eating slightly then sleeping and now having an early afternoon nap before her afternoon sleep at which time she will have supper and then take a nap and then sleep some more before going to bed for the night and I want to thank everybody for being here today now there was a question uh, by the way I have a YouTube channel for those of you that don't know and this is part of that and there was a question on the live show that I do every Monday At uh, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, that's a shameless plug, by an astute viewer that said, Mark, you always say that you have 49 states that the podcast has been in. What's the state it's not been in? Well, you know what? I actually never looked. It turns out that uh, my podcasting host has no idea what a state is. They count Washington, D.C. as a state. So, in fact, it is not in Alaska or Hawaii But it is in Washington, D.C., and they count that as 49 states. So there is the answer to that. Today's country of the podcast is the Russian Federation. This is currently in 32 countries. The Russian Federation has five downloads of this podcast wherever they count the Russian Federation. So, uh, thank you to the Russian Federation. If any of you uh, there would like to write to me and say, Mark, I'm the person from the Russian Federation, one of the five people, I'd love to hear from you. Today we'll be talking some trucking news, some automotive news, and then in the third half of the podcast, we'll do a reason we're not on Mars, and that even features a truck driver also holding us to the bounds of Earth. (laughs) Right, so that should be pretty fun. Now, October 4th on YouTube, I will be uh, live live at Dot Transportation in Mount Sterling, Illinois. Beautiful Mount Sterling at their world headquarters for a live show at 6 p.m. Central Time on the YouTubes. I hope you'll join me for a Q&A with all the famous people at Dot Transport. And then October 11th, will be in beautiful jolly at illinois which has been voted one of the most beautiful cities in the world by TripAdvisor. i don't know if you knew that i just made that up and uh, we'll be there live at 11 30 a.m for q a at gp transco headquarters if you would like to uh get your company to have me show up please write to me market trucking and uh, let's see if we can get that arranged so today I want to talk about a couple of things. First off, there's a bunch of Afghans here that are um, being, uh, that are immigrants, as they're calling them, right, where we flew them over here, whatever. I want you to know that they're each getting $1,000 a month plus housing. Keep that in mind of your money, okay, of our money, my money, your money, Gracie's money, everybody's money, 1000 a, a month plus free housing. Meanwhile, we have homeless Americans, homeless veterans. Uh, people that can't get medical care because they don't have the funds to do it so they have to make a decision uh you know citizens you keep that in mind well you pay a thousand a month to people uh you know that are just here so keep that in mind the del rio bridge have you seen this this is the other thing that's on my mind uh this sort of affects trucking because they closed the bridge um there's you know thousands of people living under this bridge we talked about this a little bit on the live show yesterday i go more into trucking on that show this goes uh all over the place weaves everywhere like uh you know whatever there's thousands of people living and more coming they said there's more coming well why aren't we stopping them from coming i don't understand uh what what so the borders just we just nothing we can do about it and plus everybody under this bridge most of the people are from haiti who is boating these people in from haiti why don't we get that stopped isn't there some kind of coast guard uh, boat down there that could shoot these boats out of water i mean seriously what is going on here this is how i would solve this kind of immigration problem as it's called right which i consider illegal immigration uh, anyone that's in the united states illegally cannot become a citizen ever all right we find you we've take a picture, fingerprints and boot you out of the country. You can never be a citizen. That includes your kids because people said, oh, splitting up families is terrible. I agree. Send everybody home. If you brought your kids here illegally, they can't ever be citizens. Never. If you have a kid here and you are illegal, you can never be a citizen. All right. Neither can your kid. If you are married to someone that's here illegally, then that person has to be booted out of the country. Do I care? You go live with them in their country. All right. That's the other. And you can only apply to be a citizen from a, your home country unless you are here in the United States legally. That would be the end of it. So for people that are bringing their kids here for, to be citizens, I would al- not allow that so that they could never be citizens. And that's how all this gets stopped. All those people on that bridge leave. And if they come back, we find them again. They're jailed. Any company that hires illegals, right, that's here, someone's here illegally, simple as this, right? The execs, the people at the top, go to prison for a felony. That's how you end this, right? And if there's more than, say, 1% or 2% of their workforce that is illegals, the business is closed, their license is revoked, and all the property is sold at a tax auction. Simple as that. Simple, and I don't care how big the company is, some kind of gigantic meat processor or whatever, which is where a lot of this is gone sold huge farm 800,000 acres sold don't care two cents on the dollar don't care don't care that's how you solve it that's how you solve it ceos in prison property sold everybody leaves illegally that's the end but nobody wants to do that nobody wants to talk about that end of it right so we don't want to talk about uh that part of it so that's how you do that we get the del rio bridge open i mean come on come on people are coming all right uh there's ways to stop people from coming across the border and they're invading your country what do you think about uh let's go on to trucking news here before we uh lose everybody parking at the pump i talked about this too didn't get a lot of response to it this was from an astute viewer look if you pull through the pump i've done this before so i i'm filling up i don't have to do this as much now but look and so you pull up. i'll pull up to a pump next to me and that pump has a cone right so that pump isn't working And so I'm thinking, all right, beautiful. So I'll fill up. Then I pull forward and back up to that pump, the pump next to me, the one that isn't working You back up to that cone and go inside. Now, I'm not saying you go inside for the rest of the night, but what do you think about going inside? And then you can look around at all the, uh, you know, chain mail and, uh, get yourself a burrito or whatever you're doing in there, you know, hit the can, whatever's going on in there without worrying that you're holding somebody up because that pump isn't working. And really, there's no reason somebody couldn't pull up to the pump from the other side of the cone too. It really could hold two trucks. Somebody said, oh yeah, people park there all night. Well, you know, I don't know if you should park there all night in case the pump gets fixed. I guess it wouldn't be a problem as long as you're not stopping somebody from leaving the place i don't have any problem with it Be- the reason i talk about it is because this driver said that the truck stop came out and made him move oh you can't park there. the pump doesn't work well why not you know why not and this was a loves which usually uh, they could care less about that kind of stuff you know it's ironic that they'll let people park in front of working pumps for two hours while they shower and do everything else but here he parks in front of a pump that doesn't work and then then they tell him that he can't leave, He's, or he can't stay, he can't stay there. You got to go, you got to go. There's no reason you shouldn't be able to park there, take a shower, whatever. The pump doesn't work. You aren't holding anyone up. That's the whole problem with parking uh, at the pumps. Now, on uh, New, in New York, they're going to, um, they want to have bus drivers, school bus drivers, not get a CDL. They want an exemption from getting a CDL. What do you think about that? No CDL for school bus drivers. And they said it's because it's too difficult for people to pass the pre-trip part of the CDL test um, because it's a complicated test and people don't know all the mechanics um, of everything that goes on under the hood and all that. But, you know, you don't have to be a mechanic to pass a pre-trip. It's really just memorization and pointing, right? You don't really even have to do anything during the test it's not like you're uh you know repairing the bus or whatever and here's the other thing do you really want buses on the road that are not be nobody takes a look at although i suppose the bus company will say oh well we have the mechanics look at the buses before people take them and i suppose that's a possibility but the only way that's a possibility is without a cdl because the driver is the one that has to check it be the one that is assured of its safe operation before leaving. Okay, you have to uh, be assured of that. What I think the reason is. Now, what do you think about this? And what they've said they've had a problem with. If you do not have a CDL, you do not have to do random drug testing of people. Okay, currently people would have to be drug tested before employment and have random drug testing while they're employed. Without a CDL, you do not have to do that. So, if they get an exemption from CDL, they can have. Drug addicts driving the buses, okay. Legally, now they're not going to say we accept drug addicts, but they would not be required to test people for drugs, and I think that is uh, what's uh, getting them off track there. That's just my opinion. I cannot imagine it's the pre trip, it's just simple memorization and pointing on the pre trip, even for a bus, okay. But the drug test, you can't get around that, and so if people are in the clearinghouse. Uh, they get tested or whatever you can't hire them and so that gets around the drug testing problem of the uh, bus drivers and of course the other side of anything is when you lower the standards the requirements to enter the field you lower uh, the pay okay so if you have a larger pool of applicants the pay goes down and so we don't want to do that because we want to keep the pay up as high as possible certainly I thought that was pretty interesting. You want your kids rolling around in a bus uh, where nobody has to be tested or whatever? I don't know. The thing is, uh, people, probably the public doesn't know this, and I think somebody in uh, New York State ought to inform them about it. Oregon is raising the chain violations to 900 smackeroonies, okay? And uh, that's some money right there. So be careful in Oregon this year. Uh, as chain laws go up, you better have the proper number of chains and you better use them if they have the chain laws out, $900. That'll buy you a few sets of chains right there for one violation. So do not get caught with that. In the same vein of uh, exemptions, Werner, and uh, this is I different with Landline on this. So Werner wants an exemption, and I'm not too opposed to this one where Landline is all up in arms about it here's what they want they want to they ask the FMCSA for an exemption so that a Werner driver who has completed um, all of the testing necessary to get their CDL so they have a permit they took the skills test and all that done all they're doing the only difference between them and a driver is that they do not possess a physical license because they have not returned to their home state to get it okay but the testing and everything is done. They want that person to be able to drive with a licensed driver who's not in the passenger seat. So the licensed driver's in the sleeper, or whatever. And they currently can't do that because the person still only has a permit. But this person is not someone who is not tested. It would only be people that are tested. And Landlines like, well, they you know they're doing that for this and that. There's no difference in the United States We don't have a graduated license system like we should I think you know first year is one level Then uh, after one year up to five years you get the second level and then after five years You'd have to come in and do a much more stringent test have a clean record and then and then you get a professional license And so that's how I'd like to see it, but we don't do that now somebody with 50 years experience and five minutes experience has the same license So this person, the only difference is they actually don't have the license yet. But they've passed all the tests for the license. They're not going to have to do anything else at their license branch except hand them the piece of paper that says, here, I passed these tests, now give me my license. And then they give them a license. And at least in Indiana, it's mailed to you anyways. So I don't have any problem with it, really, because, you know, they have a license. The real problem I have with a place like Werner is that they're going to allow someone who Werner claims, you know, is a student who they say is learning from a trainer to allow the trainer to sleep. That's what I have a problem with. They're allowing the trainer to sleep while the person drives. That's the big problem. Not that the person has a license or doesn't or whatever. That's, uh, I think that's a bigger problem that should be looked into as opposed to, oh, okay, this person doesn't have their physical license in their hand. They passed the same test as everybody else. They've really passed the same test as the trainer who might have been driving 20 years or really 20 minutes at one of these places. And as you knew it would happen, we're back to the slow rolls. So we have 10-4 DC, which apparently is happening at the end of September, which I love. I love that. 10-4 DC in September 29th. We got slow rolls. We got more truck drivers who apparently have discovered TikTok, and they're out there posting all this stuff on TikTok. Oh, we're going to shut the country down. Uh, One guy said, we is going to shut the country down, which I love. Um, We're going to show them because of the mandate. Remember, the mandate hasn't affected anyone yet. It's only proposed. Okay, so keep that in mind. Nobody's affected yet. Uh, Companies can always do what they want. Uh, As I always say, 9%, which I don't understand. I saw in I think, uh, transport topics, 9% of companies already have a mandate, although I can't really find them. Um, there's currently no federal mandate for drivers. All right. And in Canada, they were exempted, which is still a possibility here. So that may still happen. The ATA is opposing it and, uh, they're big in the industry. As we know, Chris Spear, her good friend of mine. Okay. He just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) We're both on the same side of this. This is nothing to slow roll yet nothing has happened yet all right nobody's been forced to do anything yet so um, you know don't get all up in arms yet until uh, something happens all right let's see how it goes and then uh, we'll see what happens with it but there's gonna be some slow rolls they say and you know how those go we're gonna get two drivers that uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna watch some Schneider truck try to pass a JB hunt truck up a hill and say well there's a the slow roll right there when it's just two drivers that have no idea what they're doing so i don't know where this goes who knows there'll be more drivers on tiktok with poor english skills i assume um you know trying to rally the troops together as they say we'll see what happens i'll be working those days if you slow roll me you know it just incre- you're just going to increase some people's pay we decrease other people's pay so either way fine with me it's usually not at night all these drivers are sleeping when i'm trying to be out working anyways Uh, we'll see what happens i'll get i'll have uh, live coverage of that if anything happens i assume you know what's going to happen uh nothing as normal because uh, there's no reason to have anything happen yet really the uh, ford expedition let's talk about a little bit a couple of automotive things i have a couple of interesting things The for 2022 get this 15 and a half inch screen in the center dashboard from the mustang mach e i saw a picture of this thing holy mackerel it's gigantic these screens in these cars are getting to be cray-cray. That's what the kids say these days. I read that in Teen Beat magazine. It's a huge screen and the screen in front of you with the gauges is 12 inches and it's digital too. Holy mackerel. So we got screens all over the place. Remember, in a lot of these cars now, which I don't really like, everything is controlled in the screen. So your, uh, HVAC is controlled in that screen. There's no buttons for it. and in some of them the heated seats, there's no buttons. There's no buttons for a lot of things that there should actually just be a physical button for. like our seats, right It just has a button you turn on. You don't have to go through 12 menus to do stuff. In some cars, the mirror adjustments are in the screen. Everything's in the so your rear view mirror adjusted in the screen, the dimmers in the screen. everything's in the screen. When the screen stops working, you can't do anything. You can't turn the air on. You can't turn the defroster on. You know, some of them have the wipers in there. You can't turn that on. I'm not a fan of that. Give me a few buttons at least to run uh, most of the car. The new one's going to be uh, up to 440 horsepower. They're pumping out of that 3.5. They have a new off-road package. I forget what it's called. Trail uh, something or other. Something clever. 10.6 inches of clearance. Now, here's the thing. That's going to be 70 grand. Are you going to take your $70,000 dollars Uh, long wheelbase really SUV how far off road are you going to go with that thing probably not much more than maybe a gravel or dirt road or like a path through the forest I can't imagine you doing a lot of uh, you know 10.6 inch clearance uh, rock roads and stuff like that maybe not many people I think are going to do that and they they pictured it with just Michelin uh, you know like ATX you know basically on road tires all right you want to go off for serious off-road it's all in the traction baby change those tires out now get this the Genesis GV60 all right coming out it's gonna have facial recognition <laughs> all right all right where's Tom Cruise when you need him so facial recognition as you walk up to it it's always scanning it's got a little scanner by the door and it's always got a little scanning thing going out and it's gonna look at your face All right. And uh, for for some of us, right, it wouldn't it would be like and make the door stay locked. But for the rest of everybody, seriously, it's going to look at your face. If it recognizes your face, it unlocks the doors and changes the car settings like the seat mirrors and all the adjustments in the car to wherever you have it set for you because it will remember you instead of having those buttons on the door like we've had in cars for many, many years where you have to actually get in and do the drudgery of pushing a single button and then all the adjustments change. This thing will do it when you open the door. Now Some cars already do this kind of with the key. So it recognizes each person has an individual key that they have programmed to them. And so you can get in, it knows your key and it changes these. But this is, you won't need a key at all to get in because pretty much from what I understand... Even though I went to public school, most people carry their face with them wherever they go. So even Travolta. So you can carry, you'll have your face with you. When you get in the car, and it gents all the adjustments. And then there's a little pad where you thumb print it. Okay, I assume any finger, whatever fingerprint, because it said fingerprint. People usually use their thumb. It remembers your print, and it starts the car. So what I was thinking is all you need is someone's head and one of their fingers, and you can start someone else. You could steal their car. That's another story. But that's all you will need to get in your car. Facial recognition. What do you think about that? Remember, if the battery's dead, you can't get in. And you'll still be a key. Because look, as they say, valet, like who valets their car. But what if you take the car to the shop? Okay, when it gets an oil change or whatever, you can't be there. So there's going to have to be some kind of physical key that also gets in this car. And uh, probably if you have the key, then maybe if you press the starter, you don't need the... You wouldn't need the thumbprint thing on it I don't know I don't know how you would do that I'm not sure it didn't actually talk about that and I thought well there's got to be a key because the mechanic is not your face you know you can't just be there all the time with the car even for just simple things the valet uh anytime what if somebody needed to use your car you're like yeah take my car right and then they can't get in it because they forgot to take your face with them there's a lot of problems that could go along with this if you don't have somebody's face with you and then I also wondered this if you took a picture of somebody's face would the could you fool the camera and then i thought oh no they 3d that well what if you stuck their face in that 3d thing with all those little pins on it were you like doing an impression would that work as a face print could somebody make a face of somebody a good makeup person where they're doing a face like on uh, you know they do an imprint of your face kind of thing with the the dental uh, stuff or whatever and hold that up to the car maybe Maybe. So I need to do that and then cut your finger off and get in your car. I don't know. I don't know. Hyundai's got all this going on because Genesis right part of Hyundai. So well, it will be interesting to see how that works. But will that come to trucks? Maybe. There was some guy in the fuel line the other day when he was, uh, I'm filling up, and he walks out some big Pete, right, and he walks up to it, and he hit a key thing, and his lights blinked on there. I assume it unlocked his door. I thought, oh, that's super fancy. I wonder why they haven't put that in trucks before, you know. Uh, remote unlock and remote start and all that. I guess uh, only high-end trucks have that. So the fleet, uh, garbage fleet trucks that I drive don't get any of that stuff. Now we're to the third half of the show where um, we talk about a reason that we are not yet on Mars. Now, this is Dateline Mitchell, South Dakota. This is a truck driver who uh, keeps us here ground to our planet. Now he, you know how it is when you're driving. You're always like, Man, I'm thirsty. I wish there was a liquor store I could pull in behind. So this driver finds a liquor store that he can fit behind. And he's like, all right, I'm finally going to get something to drink. Because it's been a long day of hauling whatever it is people haul around in South Dakota. Probably something that went from somewhere else to another place. So he goes in the liquor store and gets himself some booze. (laughs) All right. And they ask him for an ID because apparently at that store everybody's got to show an ID. This guy's 44 years old, so it said. But they said we don't care; everybody shows an ID. He says, "Forget that." Throws some money on the counter, and leaves. And uh, they didn't say he stole the booze, so apparently it was enough money to pay for it. So when he goes to leave, the they said he was confronted by the clerks. I guess there's two clerks in there. But he, and I, I love this, these guys must be wearing a hair bun and like being skinny jeans. He invaded their personal space, so they had to back away. That's what they said. Oh my gosh. No, oh, Whoa, whoa, mister, you're invading my personal space. Look out, that's space here, space it out. Oh my gosh. And I thought, really? These college students working in here or whatever? Oh my gosh. Personal space, personal space. Anyhow, so he goes out to his truck. So they call the cops, even though I assume that they think he's more than 21 years old and paid for the booze, because nowhere is he ever accused of stealing it. So the cops come up, and he's still in the back there, sitting in his truck. And uh, they they tell him to get out of the truck. And what does he do? He says no and rolls up his window, according to the police in Mitchell, South Dakota. And so they're stumped now what do we do they must look at each other and go well now what so apparently they sit there and just talk to him through the window because apparently that's some kind of shield that you can't get through if you're an officer nobody tried the door or whatever he then uh rolls his window down after a few minutes and says i guess i'm arrested huh and uh they go well (laughs) get out of the truck and he also again refuses to get out of the truck so, this time though, he forgot to roll his window up because that's the police shield. So, they go up and drag him out of the window of the truck. I don't know why nobody opened the door of the truck. Anyway, they drag him out and down the stairs. And, and I love this. So, it's is on the police report. The police say on the stairs was what appeared to be fresh vomit. All right, that's awesome. And he goes down to the... Police station, <laughs> they throw him in the back of the car, and uh, of course, saying "Watch your head." And he refuses to take a test, so they get a warrant, which takes a little time. I don't know how actually long that might take. Anyhow, they do a blood draw at point two four five. This guy, that's three times the limit, just in a car. All right, and so, you know, we're looking at uh, you know six, a little over six times the limit for a CDL driver. And, uh, he is promptly arrested for DUI because he was in the seat and, uh, I don't know if he got arrested for invading personal space, a couple other felonies for the police thing. And by the way, he's facing up to 25 years in prison, 25 years in a quarter million dollars in fines. That's what it said. So, um, that's pretty good, right? And this driver is in yet another reason why we're not on Mars. If you, uh, you know, if you're going in the back of the liquor store getting some booze and driving, how many times, think about this seriously though, how many times has this guy been on the road drunk at point, he's point two four five. okay, this is not somebody that should ever drive. You know, this is somebody that needs to be off the road and this is also another reason why police don't make enough money. They got to go climb through a bunch of, you know, fresh vomit to go extract someone from a semi just dealing with the dregs of society every day uh you know it's just a, a thankless kind of job believe me uh for doing that thank you for getting him off the road it didn't say whether he owned the truck or whatever the truck should be towed and the company should have to come and get it and fire him and everything else and all that stuff at point 245 really no excuse for that no excuse to drink and drive at all please don't do it of course we uh, stand opposed to that here at Trucking Answers. Naturally, I want to thank everybody for listening today. Remember, October 4th at DOT Transportation in beautiful Mount Sterling, Illinois, live at 6 p.m. Central Time Q&A. There'll be some people from DOT Transportation there uh, also, to answer your questions, they want to hear from you. They need a few good drivers at DOT. We'll talk about that then. And then October 11th, which is a Monday, GP Transco, 1130 a.m. in wonderful Joliet, Illinois, uh, voted one of the nicest cities in the world, in the world, by World Advisor Magazine that I just made up right now. So we'll be live there for that show. Uh Also, we do a little YouTube channel thing thing over here, too. Yeah, Trucking Answers on YouTube, so go check it out. Thanks for being here, and we'll be back on the next Trucking Answers podcast.